Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 477th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host. We've got the fluffiest Whimsicott. Bonjour. And we've got <laughs> we've got Linian. Hello in a foreign language. <laughs> that is a foreign language to me. That is true. That is true. <laughs> it's a foreign language to all of us. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. We talk everything here about Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to just anything about the Pokemon franchise in general. I get really excited about shirts. <laughs> That's the week for you. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. I mean, I get very excited about shirts. I'm not I'm not as excited about like the Gen 3 stuff because like a lot of Gen 3 stuff's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like the uh, Sitting Cuties lines is coming out very soon for Gen 3, which is cool. I, I, I have to say like as a generation, I think maybe Generation 3 as like a cumulative generation is probably close to one of my favorites in terms of Pokemon designs. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, cumulatively, like, I would say, like, if I ranked every single Pokemon design based on something, I think the average of Gen 3 would come near the top for me. Yeah. So they've got they've got that going for them. <laughs> they also have Grumpig, so it's not all winners. Well, Grumpig is a winner. Mm. Grumpig <laughs> is a winner. I do not care what anybody says. Grumpig's a winner. I will take it over, like, nose pass, but... Mm. <laughs> I, I have no po- horse in this race, no ponytail in this race, whatever. <laughs> uh, Grumpig, I am a big fan of Grumpig, mostly because he is a underappreciated Pokemon in my thought. I don't know, he's just one of those Pokemon that exists, and it's like a really cool concept, and then n- people forgot it existed. And has no, no worthwhile stats. <laughs> we have one in the Nuzlocke on Twitch for XY. Oh, you're oh. screwed. Um, and it's actively on the party because I killed the Delphox. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I even Griffin McElroy managed to make it to the end of Y with his Delphox thatch. Sea breeze. Oh, I probably could have. It was more of like, it was more of like a, I, it, the problem is I was doing it on Twitch. So the chat, like, he likes to talk mm. and they kept going, oh, we're going to do a mono fire run. And so I started just killing off all of our fire types to prevent it. Oh, no. So I didn't have to do a mono fire run. (laughs) You you can't let... This is how you get punished with sail fossil. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're, they were, yeah, they gave me the sail fossil. They're just like, oh, we have to do sail fossil and Thatch has to use it. And I was like, cool, that's fine. A lot of things are going to die. <laughs> so we don't have a tyrant. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's what we did. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy doing that though. I like, I like doing the streams. Um, I'm happy to get back to something that's like not just streaming battles, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, I, I don't mind streaming battles, but it's not as fun as i don't know it's not as fun as it used to be one because you can't do like the full 6v6 on cart right yeah and like doing nuzlocks just feels lower pressure and i can interact more with the people who are in chat Mm-mm. than when i'm focusing on a match you know what i mean yes mm-hmm. so i i really 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 appreciate that i don't know i i, I like i like doing the nuzlocke type stuff i i want to do some more more things like that but i also don't want to overexert myself (laughs) (laughs) i also don't want to overexert so because uh burnout's real and i try to avoid it constantly good thinking i try to avoid it constantly yeah i don't know have you guys been up to anything cool lately Ooh. okay so this is embarrassing um (laughs) you know so let's tell thousands of strangers (laughs) exactly um well it it will only be embarrassing to those strangers because no one else in my life would understand why it's embarrassing. You know how I don't play Pokemon Masters? Uh-huh. Yes. You know they oh, have no. Yeah, they have an N event going right now, and N is the only thing I ever wanted from that game. This is this is very unsurprising. <laughs> so I'm actually playing quote unquote Pokemon Masters. Because I want Anne, even though it's not like I'm going to use him when I have mm-hmm. him, because I don't mm-hmm. actually play the game. That's the thing that's really sad about the... Uh, I, I, I apologize for cutting you off there. No, that's um, okay. That's the thing about uh, the trading figure game that I think goes very <laughs> underappreciated. No, 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 no. Okay, so like trading figure game, I still think way ahead of its time. I don't think you're wrong. It's just the weirdest thing to add to the bingo card because this is like the third week in a row it's come up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because they had the... So not only do they have like the little figures, right? Where you could mm-hmm. just like... You had like the Pokemon, which is cool in its of itself, okay? But they also had... I wish this was a game right now because I would play it. But they also have like a trainer figure for you to use mm. at oh. the same time. And like different trainers give you different like tech and stuff like that. This is Dungeon Dice Monsters, and so, oh, no. and I think it's I think it's something that it kind of goes underappreciated and is forgotten about is like they had that and all of the trainers we could have had had that game continued because <laughs> they they had like the popular ones they had like red and blue and I think they had like Brock and Misty. Mm. I'd have to double check, but it was uh, the moral of the story to segue into what you were talking about, and I'll let you continue. Is that we could have had an end trading figure game figure? Yeah. Well, I have the N Android, so I don't feel the need. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's more like since I don't play the game, I have literally no resources, no levels, or anything like that. So I'm essentially like letting the game play itself in the background of everything else I do during the day in order to try yes. and have enough gems to actually get in. <laughs> because <laughs> Luck has not been on my side so far. Oh, no. And oh, the man. event is timed, so... Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it's an event. Mm-mm. So, mm-hmm. it's annoying and embarrassing and annoying. Yep. 
I, I've just been doing draft with Seth. That's what we've been doing. If you've ever wanted to see Seth and I on a full conspiracy board, just say, hey, how much special defense do you think we need on Melmetal? <laughs> it, it doesn't go well. <laughs> all of it. The answer is all of it. That's Seth's answer, I imagine. It's very yes. weird because I'm like, why don't we just sack something and kill things? And he just looks at me appalled and it's just... Exactly, like, your game styles are exactly opposite of each other. So. We won our first match, though, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't do good. I'm saying in order for you to come to an agreement on anything, it's... I can't imagine. Ugh. It's like, yeah. imagine if two Dodo had, like, the, the Pokemon, the two heads of Dodo were just attacking each other, and then the, yep. the other guy's just, like, waiting. That's about where we're at. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. We learned from a Pokedex entry not too long ago that they uh, they sleep at different times. Mm. Like the mythical Argus. Yes. Only only one head sleeps at a time. It's uh, very true about Dodivo. <laughs> that, that's... All right. Wow. <laughs> this is a good place to stop. We're going to go ahead, though, and kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. In the news, a uh, few things have happened this week. It's been a, it's been kind of a quietish week. We had like a the banger of a week the week before that. The big news this week is that Pokemon has announced a new band wave for Pokemon Sword and Shield at connecting to Pokemon Home with illegal Pokemon. Not that terrifying. They they so like they make these announcements pretty often. And every single time mm-hmm. you get the same reaction from the community, from people who are very uninformed about what's yeah. going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, I, I mean, I'll just clarify it, but it's if you have a legal Pokemon, like if you have Drillbur with Hydro Pump, but they'll probably forgive you for that because that was on them. If you have Drillbur with Hydro Pump and you transfer it over, they go, oh, you edited your save because Drillbur can't learn Hydro Pump. And then they banned you from Pokemon Home Online and Pokemon Sword and Shield Online. That That's how that works. If you have Pokemon that are legal, legal is a different word than hacked. Uh, there's a difference. Um, say you have a Pokemon that can legitimately have been obtained in the game, then you're fine. There's no way they can tell. They can't do anything. They're going after people who are like editing their save data and stuff like that. Um, because in Japan, it's illegal to edit your save data. <laughs> However, there's no real way to like police that if you're doing it legally. It's only if you like go online and you have things that aren't possible to exist in the game. Dreamball Ages Lash. I was going to say, additionally, we have some information of how it's been rolling out, uh, as it's been rolling out. Uh, apparently, certain URLs for names uh, that were being sent out by bots on Surprise Trade, like everyone's yep. favorite, machamps.com. Machamps.com. Uh, those are getting smacked, too. So just don't do that, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, literally just don't do those things. Don't do those things. You'll be fine. It, yeah, the whole thing's just like a bunch of nonsense. It happens every time because like it's the same thing where people like go out on like their little wars and they're just like, oh, this person mm-hmm. hacks and I can prove it. And it's just like, well, if they did it right, you can't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. Like if they did it right, you can't tell. 
Except for Dream Ball Age of Slash. Though I guess that's technically exactly. possible now. <laughs> that's technically possible. It wasn't when it happened. It wasn't at the time. And that just goes to show you the quality of Pokemon hack checks. Beast yep. Ball Porygon 2. Oh boy. I remember that. It's a whole time. Gigantamax Mel Metal on the stream. Mm-hmm. That's funnier. And what's even funnier about that is it wasn't even like OG footage. It was the footage Announced. from Distant Kingdom. <laughs> Can Continue though, Whimsicott. Continue. Okay. If you have been following our Twitter, you know that this past week there was a fantastic event in the Max Raid Dens that let you have a good chance of finding a green Taurus. <laughs> Uh, which is over now, and that just teaches us once more that you really need to stay on top of stuff because these things, like, essentially don't even get announced. They happen, and then two days later, they're over. I don't know why they don't announce them more in advance. I, I don't I see any no negative. I see no negative to this whatsoever. Being like, hey, this Same. weekend, we're going to have this. It'd be like Pokemon Go being like, hey, w- like, community days right now. And that's all the heads up you yeah, got. Yeah, exactly. That's stupid. I, I guess. I guess just just follow Therapy on Twitter so you don't miss them. <laughs> or us. Sometimes we get it before Joe. Sometimes, yeah. Sigma will play it right when it's supposed to start, and he'll be like, "I got it." <laughs> so <laughs> it it happens sometimes. <laughs> God bless Sigma. Uh, all right. In video game battling news, this is you, Lydian. We've got some new fun stuff. Oh boy, we've got series eight rules, and I hope you like the one legendary because that's the rule. Uh, no, it's really good. Rules have been announced for online battle and will allow one of the normally restricted legends to be used on your team, including Calyrex Rider. Yep. Yeah. I w- I would love to see how that thing's gonna do in VGC with Trick Room. That'll be oh, really fun, I'm sure. I mean, it's going to do just as well as previous Trick Room teams, right? I, I mean, probably just as well as Glastier's been doing itself. Yeah, just with more options. I like the one Legendary, though, and I think this is more of... I think the reason they're doing they're doing Legendaries like this is because they want BSS to be in the same kind of role bracket as VGC. And the one... Mm-mm. Like, you can't do two Legends in BSS. Nope. Nope. Uh, mythicals are still banned. Good. So, no, sadly, you cannot bring Zera Aura and just click Plasma Fist. I would love to see a format where Mythicals are allowed. I would love to see a format. It would be very cute. Thankfully, you can actually get a, you can get a heads up on this format if you play BSS, because there was a tournament for it back in November. Yeah. Uh, we know that the season runs through February. It will probably last through April. May will probably start Season 9. Uh, and it's doubles and singles, and you can get the rules right now. Yeah, no, I'm very excited for this. I, I like this format better than two legendaries. I like this Definitely. a lot better. It, one, I think it's easier. I think it's a little easier to build because you're not trying to be like, oh, which other legendary pairs with this legendary? And then you end up with dueling weather. It's more uh, It's more like when you had like one mega evolution you had to pick for your team. The question is, which one comes out on top? And the question is, why is it Zacian? Exactly. It's it's crownization all the way, and I think the meta is going to be like sixty yes. percent Zation crowned and forty percent anti Zation crowned meta, essentially. Yeah. Well the one thing is it is a Dynamax enabled meta, and Zashin cannot Dynamax, which isn't like 
I know it's got Behemoth Bash or Behemoth Blade rather, so it's still like mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, there's there's some merit to not using it. The things that would probably beat it would probably be like Calrex, but even then, that's got a good matchup. Mm. I think overall, Zacian has the upper hand in most of those. It's got the stupidest stats with the stupidest type. It's like yeah. so strong. Fairy Steel is a very good typing, and he's got the move pool to back it up. Mm-mm. And his speed tier is really good, and his attack stats really good. And when yeah. he just goes on the field, he gets an attack boost for funsies. Yeah, it's just good. And I think Zashin will probably like. I would say Zashin will do very well. I'm not going to say it'll be top tier because I'll be surprised when somebody brings in something that's better. Where they come up with some move pool for Kyogre that makes it good. It's more like everyone is going to... Essentially, m- even more people are going to have their eye on Zacian because it just got moved to Anything Goes. So everyone knows, oh, that's the strong Pokemon right now. I think it's very easy to say, hey, this is the one you're going to have to wor- work to play around it. And the question is, it does the work to play around it? Does it counterplay and validate the play? Exactly. Is it good? Like, that's the question. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see. I, I think mean, time it's will going tell. to be because I think I think most like a good percentage of people who are very good at playing are going to go counter meta on this one because they're going to think, oh, statistically, I'm so likely to encounter uh, Zacian Crown that it's more convenient for me to meta play counter to it you know yeah but then you got something like i mean you could always you could look at past vgc metas like uh, vgc 16 where the good option were just so good i mean and you look at like even like vgc 15 right where you're just like here's a here's five pokemon that just dominate the meta you can pick whatever you want the sixth one to be for funsies Mm-mm-mm-mm. and they kind of had that happen again yeah. in, in vgc 2016 though i would say wolf glick when he won that world championship changed that up a little a little bit a little bit i don't think his counter pairing was too crazy otherwise it, it, it was interesting all right let's move on though to everybody's favorite part of the show the pokemon go news slash s slash s in <laughs> case the subtext wasn't there uh <laughs> Jotoin celebration event will be happening january 6 26 through the 31st and will feature various different albeit mostly common Jotoin pokemon togetic espion umbreon skarmory and miltank Larvitar is among the options in one-star raids. Timed research for Kyogre and Groudon is from last week, and I don't know why it's still there. It probably has something to do with Ho-Oh and Lugia in timed research, I I would uh, fathom. Probably. Continue. Hmm. Continue with the green. So, the February Community Day has been announced, and it's going to be on the 7th of February from, as usual, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. And it's going to be Roselia, and they they missed the opportunity to have Roselia on Valentine's Day, which tells me there's going to be a Valentine's Day event. There always is. There always I think that's is. why they did Roselia for February, though. Like probably, but there's going to be an like an additional event. I'm betting. I heard something about them responding about how community days have been poop, and that they hear people mm. and they want uh, because they stopped at like the Gen Four starters, and they haven't hit the Gen Five starters on community days yet. Yeah, and, and Sublime needs his Ivy. Yeah, I know. Anyway, if you evolve Roselia into Rosary during the event, it will have two special moves, 
bullet seed and weather bowl. And there's going to be, as usual, time research. It will give you synotones and paid research, as usual. But eh, uh, the paid research is eh. The, play, the paid research is just to make you feel like you won community day. <laughs> yeah. That's kind yeah. of all it's for. That's, like, it doesn't do anything. It's just like, hey, would you like to catch more of this Pokemon, but in our research? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure this one might have like an extra Sinnoh Stone or something. Yeah. Mm. But that's about it. And uh, with that, let's close out by taking the next 10 to 15 minutes to talk about the new changes to Go Battle League. No. So, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, all right. So in the Puckle news, uh, we've got a few things. One, Puckle is streaming two nights in a two nights a week now on Tuesday and Thursday. Be sure to check it out and you follow us to get that. And uh, this is this is apparently the last time Fimiki says he'll leave it on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> the giveaway for uh, hitting 150 responses on the survey is up. You have to go to the Discord to go to a certain channel to get the the code for the shiny Genesect. I'm gonna try to run it all week. It's definitely gonna be bumpy, but come and get it uh there's also one week left for the pokemon snap giveaway on our twitter and i guess all our social media there is going to be a code later this episode for you to enter last week we put another one in you can put in uh the second code as well and get yourself like an extra 60 entries and no i i'm going to tell you right now nobody's doing it so if you want like a very good chance to win compared to other people i would go type in these codes (laughs) Like, like nobody's doing it. It's something like a quarter of all of the other th- interactions are people actually typing in this code. And that's combined from both like the Patreon entry and from the uh, the one from last week. That's combined. Mm. So like nobody's entering these codes. And that blows my mind. The Patreon one, by the way, if you're a patron, is in the Patreon uh, Discord channel. Mm-hmm. All right. And oh, and the final thing is, and this is very exciting, UUTC information is going to be out this week, or is out now, actually, now that we have the Series 8 rule set that we just talked about. You need to sign up by February 6th, and the first round of Swiss will start by February 8th. Yeah, Ooh. I'm excited. UUTC is always fun. I'm excited for... I'm also excited that it's yeah. this meta. Like, this is very... I like that we're doing yeah. BSS for VGC. We're doing BSS for UUTC, too many acronyms, the past <laughs> couple of years, because it's been fun to kind of play along with the meta that they give us, and I, yeah. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. But yeah, that's it for the news this week. We're going to kick it on over now to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Thanks to Mark at the Dunsparce Gang for giving you all of the rules. As always, this part of the show is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all your nerdy needs. And they also give you a discount code, as always, Pokey Quiz. 
for 20% off on their website. I would recommend you go check it out. I've got plenty of their art over here. The problem is if I ever buy it, they catch it. They catch it if I buy it and they're just like, oh, we're going to send you this extra stuff. And I'm like, stop it. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. (laughs) They're just too nice. They're too nice. They're great. I love those people. I love them so much. I love their D&D stuff, particularly, by the way. Mm. All right, though. So here we go with our first question. Our first question this week is going to be from Tubins. What is the only Pokemon that can lose its fairy type upon evolution? Curlia. Yeah, into the laid. Yep. Ooh. Okay, so that's true, and I'm going to give you the point. The person who wrote the question wrote a bad question. Oh, because the other one's Mime Jr. Yeah, Mime Jr. Yep, that's the second. Yep. Because it can evolve into They're both fairy psychics. Yeah, that's true. I didn't yeah. think I didn't yeah. think about Curlia. So yeah, that's not even an option. But yeah, they did not think about Curlia to Gallade. But that is also true. That is a point for you guys to put in your hat. Yeah. If they said, "What's the only basic Pokemon?" Then maybe. Uh, hmm. yes. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Your next question is going to come from Farmer Fox. What is the only non-poison-type Pokemon to have the ability Poison Touch? Ooh. Does Seismitud have Poison Touch? Or is it Poison Point? No, it, it would have to be Poison Touch for Seismitud because it's not pointy. <laughs> well, it might just be like a translation issue. Yes, yes. Um, It sounds correct. Let me think if there's anything else that might make sense. I'm trying to think if things are like poisoned adjacent. Umbreon does not get it. No. I don't know. I can't think of anything else it could be. Yeah. So what does it usually have? Like it has Swift Swim and then it... And then Water Absorb. Water Absorb. And so, yeah, it might have a third one that nobody ever uses because it's bad. Yeah. I'm down with saying Seismitoad. I can't think of anything else and I trust you. So, yeah, let's go with Seismitoad. Seismitoad is correct. The other Pokemon that get Poison Touch are the Muck line, the Toxicroak line, and the Dragalge line. Mm. Just for fun facts. Uh, so this next question is your Pokedex entry question. Oh, yeah. my I'm going to read your Pokedex entry. You have to tell me what Pokemon it is. If you ride the Struggle Bus, I'll give you a second one. And it's two points if you get it on the first one, one point if you get it after the second one, zero points if you can't get it at all. All right. So this next one is going to be from Sir Missing No. Its Pokemon sword entry states, it expels both sweat and tears from its eyes. The sweat is a little salty, while the tears have a slight bitterness. Who's that Pokemon? I remember someone talking about how messed up that it, that this, this was, but I don't. Um... So I should remember this. I read every single entry in sword at some point. I know I'm in the same boat. Sweat and tears. It was this, the tears have a bitter taste. Yeah, okay, so what's a Pokemon that cries a lot in Pokemon Sword? Because Bonsai has the whole thing about, like, fake tears Hmm. and all that. Like, that was its whole thing. Yeah, and also, it would make sense that I don't remember it, because it's not one of the original 400s. Yeah, it is. You can catch Sudowoodo outside of the uh, cave coming into, uh, I think it's Motostoke. It's just a very forgettable Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it. What else could it be? I, I don't know. I don't want to ride the struggle bus. So I want to swing for the fences. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go with Bonsly. 
Bonsfly is correct. Linian, um, you're on that, fire today. I yeah, know. That's two. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is the first time in a very long time that somebody's gotten on the first one. Uh, but it's mostly because we can start using the bad Pokedex entries for the first one. So, <laughs> 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 All right. So you guys have gotten everything correct. So you're only going to be able to get two points on this next question. It's multi-answered. Nobody ever gives me just like two answers anymore. They all like, here's seven answers for this question. In this one, there are five answers because you only need two points. You're only going to get two incorrect answers. You do have to submit every answer to me and say like, we are submitting this as an answer. Okay. And so there are five answers for every two you get, you get one point. If you get all five, you get bragging rights, I guess. Fair. All right. So this one's from three Mac attack in Pokemon Sun and Moon. It is impossible to catch five Pokemon with a heavy ball. Who are they? Beldum? Yes, Beldum, I'm sure, so we're locking that one in. That is correct. It's things with a catch rate of three. Yeah. And that are of a certain weight. Yes, that was the bug. Bagon? I didn't know Bagon does not have the same catch rate as Beldum. Uh, Metang and Metagross do, but I don't know if they were available in the wild. I also don't know if their weight was low enough that the catch rate wasn't affected. Oh, okay. Because that was part of it. It was you couldn't catch them in a heavy ball because three, and then they had like a negative modifier for being a certain weight. Okay. Pokemon that are available in the wild have a low catch rate and a low weight. What about Kartana? Kartana sounds plausible. Because it's super light and Ultra Beast had a penalty for every other ball. Yeah, it sounds it sounds plausible. Do you want to lock that in? Sure. Okay. Cartana, eh-eh, not correct. Not correct, Ooh. all right. Okay. You do have the hint. You could always try to, like, go without it, but... Hmm, we could use it. Well, we could, but we could also try for the full points, so... You could try. I mean, we we have another strike, right? You do have another strike, and then game over, yes. You only get two strikes. Okay, so... I'm just trying to think of things that are light, because that's like, it's not just the catch rate, it's the fact that they had a miserable catch rate and a tiny base weight. Yeah, but the problem is, things that are light usually are, you know, babies, tiny yeah. Pokemon, so they have a high catch rate. So, if it was just based on weight, Kartana is one of the lightest Pokemon. So, we could just say stuff like Ghastly and it would work. But if Kartana doesn't work, then it's more about the catch rates than the weight, if you catch my meaning. Yeah. So what's available in Sun and Moon that has a very low catch rate? Like the Tapus, maybe? Yes. I want to say like the four Tapus. Do you want to like say one? And if it's right, it's probably all the other three because it's five of them. <laughs> yeah. I remember but what about Tapu Coco? Is that one of the answers? Are you locking that in? Yes. Yeah. That is correct. It is Tapu Coco. Okay, then. Okay. Tapu Fini. That is also good. Yep. And Tapu Lele. <laughs> that also works. Yes. That gives you okay, four points. Good. And Tapu Bulu. Uh, Tapu Bulu is the fifth one. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> it only affected those five. Cool. All right. So you guys got two points on that one. You guys are going strong. You guys are uh, six for four. That's how the points work now. All right, this last one is your base stat question, as always. And this next one is from Harmonia, and she wants to know, what electric type has the highest base special defense of all electric type Pokemon? Ooh. 
the highest base special defense of electric types? Mm-hmm. Well, hmm. the things that come to mind are like Zekrom, Magneton. I don't think Magnezone has that high of a special defense. No, it's more of a physical defense type of Pokemon, but... What else is very specially defensive? The Rotoms are not bad. They're not bad, but they're not... They're not that good to be, like, the highest ones. What about Megas? Were there any chunky Megas? Ooh, yes. Um, Mega Ampharos was pretty chunky. More so on the physical side, if I remember correctly. There's also, like, stuff like Raikou. Raikou's only got a base 100, though. Okay. Same with Zekrom, now that I think about it. Okay. Uh, good that you know that. <laughs> Man, they don't have very high special defenses, do they? Like, I can't no, think of any. No, they don't. <laughs> Zapdos is only 90 or so. Yeah. Lanterns are pretty bad, aren't they? Like, they're low. It's just HP. Yeah, it's just HP. Um. Oh, man. I'm kind of thinking it has to be either Mega Ampharos or the Rotoms at this point. I mean, hmm. I'm going to need an answer. I really don't know. Do you want to use the hint? No, I want to take the called shot. It's, okay, it's two points. Fine. Is there, is there something very obvious that we're forgetting? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, the Rotoms are like, I don't know. They're less be, than 110. Be, yes, I know they're that. like 103 or something like that. 103 and 104, something like that. With how bad they did at Mega Ampharos' speed, the stats had to go somewhere, right? Like, Yeah, it's got like 160-something special attack. And it's got probably 120 defense, but it I might have No, only... it was not that high. Uh, I know it wasn't that high. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It was not that high. Maybe it was like 105 defense and 95 or 100 special defense. Maybe. Um, I need an answer. Okay, you pick, Linian. You've been right okay, every time. Mega so Ampharos, final answer. Mega Ampharos is correct. Base 110 <laughs> special defense, followed up by all the Rotom forms at base 107. Wow. Okay. Followed up by Raikou and Zekrom at 100, and then Stunfisk at 99. What? Stunfisk. What? Wow. Electric types don't have any special defense. No. Not that's, at all. That's hilarious. <laughs> Stunfisk makes the top five. It's a good time. Oh, wow. That gives you guys a perfect score of eight today. <laughs> and it changes up the... Uh, you mean it gives Lenian a perfect no. score? He did all the work. <laughs> well, you got dragged along, so it works. Uh, I'm grateful. All right. In first place, we've got Whimsicott <laughs> with 13 points. Yep. In second place, we have Linian with eight. And tied for third, we have P. McGee. And our Sigma with five. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. All right. So and if you want to catch more Puckles Pokey Quiz, tune in next week. All right. We are going to kick it on over now to the topic. Hey, everyone. If you would like to get more points for Puckles Pokemon Snap giveaway, you can by entering code SNAP2, the number Puckle. So SNAP number two Puckle, all one word, and you can get 30 more entries. I wish you the best of luck. It ends at the end of the week. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is Pokemon rumors of the past. Just to kind of put everything in in just perspective, because there's a lot of rumors that fly around all of the time, I guess, now. Trying to predict what's yeah. going on. 
I just want to go and like revisit the failed ones if possible <laughs> so that one we can just yeah. talk about the history of rumors how ridiculous some of them are especially in past tense <laughs> just revisit the reasons that some of these existed because I, I mean if we go through the timeline i think the biggest ones that everybody can remember they're like mew under the truck and yeah mew under the <laughs> truck and then you've got things like pika blue and the pokey gods all from gen one those existed because there wasn't internet i mean internet wasn't as prominent back then exactly like, that's like a playground rumor. Yeah. Versus the later ones, which exist because of the internet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it's kind of interesting that, like, the playground rumors were so consistent throughout the player base, they went around the world without the internet. I think it was still hubbed on the internet. It's not that the internet didn't exist. It's just that not a lot of people, like, communities on the internet weren't as big Mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, you still had websites like Cerebi. I don't think you had Cerebi exactly oh, at that yeah, time, but yeah. you had websites like Cerebi. Um, I think you might have had it, actually, but... Not in Gen 1. Cerebi is literally the name of Celebi in Japanese. Yeah, I know, which is... But it also, we got Pokemon late. Like, that's the thing. I think he admits it somewhere. He talks about it somewhere. I'm going to find this now. Oh, no. We, we triggered a live search from Thash doing an episode. Who knows? Thankfully, this information's on Cerebi.net, or is on Bulbapedia. The the information about Cerebi <laughs> being active. It opened on October 21st, 1999. There you go. There's your answer. See. <laughs> so before I ever heard about Pokemon. Like well, a few you, weeks yes. before I heard about yeah. Pokemon. I mean, I was playing <laughs> it solidly in 1998. That's fair. The thing is, yeah, it probably came from like people who had like an older brother who went on the internet or something yeah 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 i totally i totally get it the early rumors i think are the best because like i remember finding out about things like the internet didn't really like take hold until the early 2000s right mm. Mm, i mean hold not strangle hold like we're in but hold i was on the internet you don't in i don't count <laughs> you don't count. I was. I feel like you're not. You're not like an accurate description of like the person that would be on the internet. That's so ageist of you. I didn't even have a computer until I was fourteen. I got a computer when I was like when I was fourteen. I mean, that's when I got mine. But like the internet wasn't like the huge thing that it is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't huge, but it was. It, it was definitely like existed. DARPA. It was just full of like GeoCities websites before then. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> it didn't start getting, like, URLs that were good until, like, the <laughs> early 2000s, in my opinion. Yeah, fair. Because I remember looking at websites and, like, finding out about Deoxys on the internet and stuff like that in, like, 2002, 2003, and being very excited about I guess 2003, 2002 wasn't out in the U.S., but in, like, 2003 and being, mm. like, very excited about it. I think the evolution of the internet and how international Pokemon has gotten has been my favorite part of watching leaks change. Because it used to be, in Japan, they just had a new Koro Koro leak, and it says all of this stuff, and it was just all lies. Yeah. Uh, with some badly photoshopped <laughs> images taken on uh, printer paper. But now it's, like, the the backstories for how they get this information just get wilder. Like, I... <laughs> Yes. This is a guy who worked for their YouTube ad department and he snuck out with the script. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's amazing. <laughs> they get more detailed. And I think just because people get more understanding of the process, I guess. Mm. <laughs> it's just a bigger process. Yeah. You have to work harder not to get cold out two seconds after you post your room or. Oh, absolutely. And even if you do 
pokey some pokey tubers gonna throw up a 20 minute reaction video so it still gets seen by everyone i think that's more of a modern thing since like gen 7 that's like a gen 7 gen 8 thing oh oh yeah it's more recent remember when loxton and Ogden said that they solved the gen 7 plot before it came out (laughs) yeah i remember I really dislike a lot of it because it's just it's just trying to get people to click on your videos, click on your website. Uh, that, that's part of the reason I'm like semi skeptical yeah. of something like Centro Pokemon leaks, which right now is like Diamond Pearl remakes confirmed. They're probably right. Uh, confirmed where? <laughs> oh no! So they have details. They have like insider information. That I don't believe. I think they're probably right, but it's like a cold read. Exactly. Look, it's like a psychic. You go to the carnival and they're like, I feel like there's a dead person in your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, most people have that. <laughs> yep. Duh. It's like, the thing that upsets me about this attitude is that, remember the whole Pokemon Star fiasco? Oh, yes. Like, yes. People got so hung up on the truth, quote unquote, of Pokemon Star as being a thing that... When Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were ultimately announced, people were like mad as heck just because it wasn't Pokemon Stars, which is insane. I mean, to be fair, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were bad, but <laughs> they didn't know that yet at the time. They couldn't know that how bad they were at the time. In fact, the trailers progressively made them look incredible. They lied. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I was hyped. In terms of their zeitgeist and when they released, they were the worst. That's what I will say. Yes. I don't know if after Sword and Shield I can agree with what happened there. I think Sword and Shield is its own special Mm. creature, but I don't think it was as much of a misstep as Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It wasn't so much the announcement, but the announcement of Dexit to go with the announcement of Sword and Shield. So it's a different kind of meta. I would worry about Sword and Shield in a different frame of mind. Then I would worry about Ultra Ultra Sun Ultra Moon were just bad ideas. Like that was that was a bad idea. They were just like, hey, we're gonna give you a slightly different version of the game that we already gave you. Release two versions of it. Literally the next year. The next year, and you know how like you had like the good part of the story where it's just like it's a mother coming to terms with how she's become a crazy nut nut job. Yeah, we're gonna take that part out. We're gonna erase that. We're gonna yep. take that part out, and we're gonna put in cool thing about a uh, psychic dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we're gonna show you a world that is amazing. It looks amazing. It's an, and you can't explore it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah! I mean, it didn't help that like the precedent they had set up to that point was that the quote unquote third version was going to be different. Yeah. You had the precedent set by Black and White 2 that, hey, third versions are kind of mm-hmm. dumb. We did this really cool different thing. And I think Black and White 2 were the best yeah. ideas thus far for a third version. And I would say that the DLCs are a close second. Amazing. Black and white 2 were insanely yes. great. I'm disappointed that I don't think it's ever possible again. I would love to see that more in the vein of a remake, in all honesty. Yes. If I were Nintendo or Game Freak or whoever, Pokemon Company, and I was sitting here thinking about the 25th anniversary and how do we... Honestly, because we're a multi-billion dollar corporation, how do we get the most money revenue this year? I would think to myself, well, mm. what if we just port all of the games to switch port like straight port find a way that ds games are playable on the switch yes please you do like the super mario 3d all-stars but with pokemon games Mm -mm. you make two versions of them one will include like blue blue blue, silver 
sapphire stuff like yeah, that and they're, they're always groupable into a red game and a blue game like, yeah exactly you just divide it into a red and blue game and that's all you do and you yeah. just release you you go up to like gen 4 gen 5 maybe because 3ds titles i don't think need to be ported at this point but i could be wrong no. Diamond and Pearl get to breathe. They get to be on the Switch for a little bit at the beginning of the year. And then instead of a straight remake of Diamond and Pearl, you do a sequel. The story's different. Oh. It's the same map. Oh my... Oh, that would... No, why... Mm, that would be so great. Why did you have to go and say that? Now I'm going to be one of those people who gets disappointed yeah, when that, that doesn't happen. Oh, we're all going to be disappointed. I'm almost certain. <laughs> I wouldn't have come up with the idea by myself, so you increased my eventual disappointment. I don't know. I just wish that I could sit down and just have like some some talks, some business decisions like, hey, guys, here's a good way. Because like, I, I don't say this like a narcissistically, but I think I'm somebody that would be one of their one of the people they'd want to please the most. Not because like I run a podcast or anything, but because I am a middle aged man with expendable income that really loves their franchise. Yeah. Did you just call yourself middle aged? What does that make me? I'm almost middle aged. Uh, I no. No. <laughs> I, and like i can tell you exactly the best way to vacuum the most money out of my pocket <laughs> yes like i am being completely honest and i have the expendable income and you want people like me who have that expendable income to do that right mm -mm. you want people to go oh yes this man will pay us 40 dollars to get up to gen 5 on his switch we should do that oh he'll do it twice if we make two versions of it perfect yeah <laughs> And then you just go, okay, uh, you want more money? Here's another DLC for Sword and Shield. It finishes the decks for you. It's really cool. Here you go. Have fun. Uh, and then here's your Diamond and Pearl remake. Uh, or not remake, but here's your sequel to Diamond and Pearl. And like, here, let's vacuum it all up. And then in 2022, we make DLC for that game. That, so you can go catch Darkrai, Shaman, and Arceus, and Manaphy. Yeah. And then I'm just like, my pockets are empty. Ha ha. And that's, uh, that's where I'm at right now. That's how I feel. Uh, the rumors, though, uh, we should go back to that. <laughs> well, we should absolutely go back. My favorite period of every release is uh, March, because or the month after the announcement, because mm -hmm. everyone claims to know what's happening. And yes, they're so fun to look at months later. Yes. Does everyone yeah. remember the psychotic clown evolutions of Pop Leo? I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember. It got to the point where there were so many leaks that when we finally did get the leaks for the final evolutions of the Alolan starters, that I didn't believe it was real. That <laughs> happened to me in Gen 6. When we got Greninja, I looked at it and I was like, there's no way this thing is real. This Sonic 06 OC. I still want to talk about how I think Generation 6 had probably the best, like, reveal cycle. And you're going to disagree with me. I know that for a fact once it caught. But I think it had the best reveal cycle of any reveal cycle. Terrible. They gave you every Pokemon except Avalug. Awful. Hated it. That's not true. I don't think we got Heliolisk. Okay, except... No, you you got everything. You got every... I think you got every you, line almost, but you didn't get the full line. Exactly. You got every line except Bergmite and Avalug. How does that make sense? I'm okay with that. It's not every Pokemon. It, it's like... There's still things you discovered. Big iceberg. Tiny flower. Big flower. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> to be... Only Aegislash had the potential, and if you told me that Sword evolved into Two Sword and then Sword Shield, I would have gone, oh... Okay, yeah, this is exactly what I expected. Yeah. I think we got Dewblade and not Aegislash. I think so, yes. I think we got Dewblade and not Aegislash. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like that reveal cycle. I, I liked it better than I liked the sword and shield reveal cycle, where it was just like absolute darkness. That's complete opposite for me. I missed the Gen 6 reveal cycle completely. I was not paying attention to it at all. Uh, and I, I only played X and Y when Oras came out. I, I look at how much was revealed and I'm like, oh, they really put the whole game out there, didn't they? Yep. <laughs> Which was a, a big complaint in Gen 7. Uh, Gen 7 was particularly bad, I I will admit, because that one revealed literally everything except for, like, Delmize. Araquanid and Galisopod. Oh, Araquanid. That's right. Mm. I remember I saw Galisopod, which was not pre-released, and I went, what is that monster? <laughs> when Guzma threw it out, I was like, what is this? And, like, for the longest time during the battle, I, I couldn't understand that it was Wimpod's evolution. <laughs> I just didn't know what, where it came from. I mean, I understand that. And I, I, I don't mind them giving us the Pokemon. I think the problem with Gen 6 was at the time of the reveal, we didn't realize that the number of Pokemon being added was going to be that small. Yeah. And so, I mean, we got, I think we had like something like 40 Pokemon like officially revealed by then. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it, was, it was a weird release cycle. Before we end, though, uh, I do want to take a moment to talk about some more of the recent rumors, mostly just to dunk on Seth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> talk about like the armored evolution and that nonsense but oh gosh yeah <laughs> i thought that was funny armored evolution definitely i guess to some extent it happened with like crown forms of zashin and zamzenta mm, but, but that's no, no more uh armor evolution if that's armored evolution do you know what else is giratina yeah yeah, yeah exactly i no. don't disagree with you whatsoever <laughs> yeah it is what it is i, I think that one's dumb the other review lee cycle and we actually reviewed it a lot on this show back in the day before the release before the announcement there was uh, a lot of talk because at the time there like you couldn't draw a trend line because there was only one remake and it was fire red and leaf green mm-hmm. so with heart gold soul silver there was so much speculation oh my gosh and it was so bad it was really yeah. really bad it was, it was just like ah well in diamond and pearl the pokeball in the center of the pokemon center is gold and silver so therefore yeah, yeah, I remember that. Gosh. It was, like, that was the quality of, like, speculation and rumors that happened. And it's kind of how I feel about the Diamond and Pearl thing right now, where I go, where people are just like, this is a reason for it to happen. I'm like, well, no, but could there are valid reasons to think this. Yeah. Like, the choice of Pokemon included in the Pokedex in the Crown Tundra, that's very fair. Yeah, I think when you leave out like if you're leaving out half the starters that means you're going to do something right something quote-unquote big is going to happen uh all the gen 4 mythicals the gen 4 fossils i think there's a lot of there's a lot to be said and be like yeah maybe that's what's happening i still would prefer to see like a kalos type deal instead of gen 4 but that's probably not going to happen mostly because the kalos decks overlap is very 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 not large (laughs) With the sword and shield missing, or it's very large with yeah. the missing Pokemon. I think it does more than half of the missing Pokemon just in the Kalos decks. Well, Kalos is... It's about the same size as base sword and shield. Yeah. Yeah. It's 450, right? It's 450 instead of 400. But it was like, it was very balanced. It was, there were such mm-hmm. good games. I mean, it'd be eight years. That's not too bad for a remake. Um, You know that if they do something with Kalos before... Before doing Sinnoh, people are going to flip. I don't care. I mean, you're not wrong, but it'd be funny. 
<laughs> I wish I could not care. I think it would be particularly good, especially if you like hyped it up as like a DLC, like a big DLC for Sword and Shield, because England and France are close, you know. So mm. you just you just have like, hey, let's hop, let's hop on, <laughs> yeah. let's hop on the ferry, and now you're over in Kalos. And you got that going for you, which would be pretty cool. I don't know. Like, I think second region in a game is always something that's pretty hype. Yeah, but at this point, it's like it's so far into the life of Sword and Shield that I don't see that ever happening because at this point, you just make another game and you sell it for more money. Uh, You could just sell it for the same amount, honestly, and I'm sure we would still buy it. I'll be completely mm. honest. You ju- you just sell it. The problem is you can't. It doesn't look as attractive to sell your like combo pack on the shelf for a hundred and fifty dollars for the exactly. game. Exactly. It it doesn't have like the same promotional hype. I think the ninety dollar game that they have on the shelf already kind of looks ugly. Uh, I wish that wasn't there because mm. I don't think it's very good. <laughs> I I could be very wrong, but yeah, I I mean there've been a lot of rumors. I just want everybody to take it with a grain of salt. Realize that most of them are wrong. Like, a vast majority of them are wrong. Yeah. We're going to take a break here. This is a good place to stop. And we're going to kick it on over to Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 053, Persian, the classy cat Pokemon. The Pokemon Sun Pokedex entry for Alolan Persian states its round face and smooth coat, softer than the most high-class velvet, have made this a very popular Pokemon in Alola. I love Garfield. <laughs> um, so we're talking specifically about Alolan Persian today, uh, mostly because the team that we have can only work really well with Alolan Persian as opposed to regular Persian. So Alolan Persian's stat spread is very close to regular Persian. The only difference is they took 10 out of attack and shoved it into special attack for Alolan Persian instead, which makes this work a little bit better. Mm. So Persians, Alolan Persian's got 65 base HP, 60 attack, 60 defense, 75 special attack, 65 special defense, and 115 speed. 115 speed's actually like really baller in VGC, mm-hmm. which is the team that we've got today. It's just crazy, crazy good. And Persian, because it's a Persian, has a crazy wide move pool. (laughs) For absolutely no reason other than because it can. It's got a crazy deep move pool because it's a Gen 1 normal type. And and with that special attack boost, it makes a lot of those moves useful. And so the team that we have today is VGC. I'm so excited about this team because it's like the perfect combination of like meme and oh my gosh, that works. (laughs) And it's just amazing because essentially this team is just like three sets of pairs depending on what your opponent has. I think the most powerful of them being the ones that Whimsicott's going to talk about, but I think the one that works best in a best of one scenario, and unfortunately this team's going to not work next week, but it'll work for your last two weeks of VGC. If you just want to play around in battle or battle stadium doubles, yes, stadium is the right word now, and it's so much fun. So we have Persian, and so typically uh, Persian has uh, a few different abilities. Alolan Persian, in particular, it has it, it gets fur coat or technician, and it also has a hidden ability in Rattled. You typically see fur coat and technician because you can get boosts on a lot of moves that you typically wouldn't, and fur coat also just gives you extra bulk. However, Rattled, I think, is a very un, uh, unappreciated ability. Yeah. 
Because it's not meant to be used how we're about to use it. Uh. Mm-hmm. No, it's not meant to be used whatsoever in the way we're, we're about to use it. But this is an Alolan version holding a weakness policy. Mm-hmm. Yes, a weakness policy with rattled. It's got 180 HP, 252 special attack, and 176 speed. The 176 speed is to make sure that you can keep out running things like, uh, like Lando and I think base 100s. And it's, uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so rattled, for those of you who are unaware, because I think most people are because you never see anybody run rattled. <laughs> on anything so if you get intimidated rattle will proc and what it'll do is you'll take the you'll take the attack drop but you'll also get uh, a speed boost you also get the speed boost you also get a speed boost which yep. is awesome uh really good when you're worried about that magic carp gets rattled yeah. fun fact uh, <laughs> uh it boosts your speed when you get hit with intimidate or with any move super effective on psychic type dark bug and ghost yep uh, is hit by a bug, dark, or ghost-type damaging move. Its speed is increased by one stage. You don't get immunity, but your speed gets boosted. So, so let's say, uh, so this, so you you follow me here for a minute on on our wonderful trip in VGC, <laughs> while we we talk a little bit more about this team because this gets it gets crazy, it gets crazy. I'm very oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so this Persian, he's got a decent move pool, uh, dark pulse. Icy Wind, Thunder, Protect. Yeah, I mean, he's hitting a lot of bases. It's essentially, uh, it's uh, Budget Bolt Beam. Uh-huh. <laughs> budget Bolt Beam. And it's uh, it's very good on top of that. So if you want to, if you're just like, man, but how are you going to get a weakness policy proc on a Persian? And the answer is Jolteon. This Jolteon is holding a Flame Orb because its ability is Quick Feet. Uh, it gets 4 HP, 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed, just max it all out. Timid Nature with Thunderbolt, Weather Ball, Pin Missile, and Detect. Pin Missile. So, oh my goodness, I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> you Pin Missile, you're a Lolan Persian. You proc Rattle. You proc the Weakness Policy. On turn one, you're already, uh, the Jolteon is going to be faster than the Persian. And so you're proc it, you're getting a Weakness Policy boost. You're getting Speed Boost out the bum. <laughs> And then your Alolan Persian is going very fast. Your per- Alolan Persian probably should be your Dynamax target at this point if you're play- if you're playing on this on this strength. And then say you do something like ice, uh, you uh, max Hailstorm your opponent's Pokemon, and uh, you've got something like a Landorus that doesn't want to eat that, and you've got maybe some Grass type like a Rillaboom sitting on the field next to that Landorus. So say you max Hail the Landorus, you knock it out. Uh, then you can weather ball with the Jolteon <laughs> to get ice type weather ball onto the Rillaboom. Oh wow! <laughs> this is this is so much fun. It's nobody knows what you're gonna do because you send out a Jolteon and then a Lolan Persian. Yeah. Both of these are traditionally bad Pokemon, and in the best of one meta, I think it's very funny. It really builds your own colossal. Is what's happening here? <laughs> uh, yes, it's it's ta- it's it's making a colossal, uh, but. I think a little bit more fun. What's horrific to me is between Alolan Persian and Colossal, it just means the stupider your head is, the more dangerous you are in Dynamax. Yep. <laughs> uh, so if you're playing if you're playing more traditional opponents, something like a Regigigas team, uh, I think what Whimsicott has are the members of the team that you should bring for that scenario yeah. as opposed to Jolteon Persian. So I'll let her go and do that. Like, they're so boring compared to the Jolteon and the Alolan Persian. But they work. So first, you're going to need a Torkoal. 
holding a charcoal. Sorry about the half pun. It will obviously have drought. It will have a quiet nature, max uh, max HP, max special attack, and uh, zero IVs in both attack and speed. And the rather classic moveset of Eruption, Earth Power, Heat Wave, and Solar Beam. And the other Pokemon that's going to take advantage of the sun that your Torkoal is going to set up is a Gigantamax Venusaur holding a Koba Berry. It obviously has Chlorophyll as its ability. It also has max HP and max special attack with a modest nature, zero attack IVs, and it's got Leaf Storm, Earth Power, Sludge Bomb, and Protect. So very boring, but very effective. Yes, but it, it works very well, especially against something like a, um, a Regigigas um, wheezing team. Hmm. We uh, round out the team with a completely other m- separate mode. Uh, we've got Eviolite Dustclops, uh, 252 HP. 236 defense and 20 special defense with a relaxed nature and zero speed. We've got Shadow Sneak, we've got Nightshade, we've got Trick Room, and we've got Helping Hand. It's your standard, really hard-to-kill Trick Room support. And then we have Glastrier with an Assault Vest because it's Glastrier. Mm. 252 HP, 252 attack, 4 special defense, uh, Brave Nature. 16 speed IV? What? What? <laughs> Uh, because you still want to be fast outside of Trick Room. Yeah. Yeah, I you guess that's the other last year. Last year's outside of Trick Room. Yeah. And it's got high horsepower, yeah. heavy slam, close combat, ice go crash. It, it's the mean ice mm-hmm. horse. It does what it do. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this is a good team. I recommend you play it. I love it. Uh, do it while you can. I'm hoping that we can get Garfield and Odie to work on uh, another team together <laughs> with uh, the new format. So it, it's going to be great. Uh, Jolteon's Odie, by the way. Uh, it, it makes it even better. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, a legendary and Garfield? I want to see it work. I want to see it work. I want to see this com- Wombo combo work somewhere else. And I want to see it work really well. I love it so much. <laughs> All right. On that note, though, that is going to be it for the Pokemon the episode. We, If you want to use it, like I said, it's going to be on the Discord. I recommend that you do. And we're going to have a lot of fun uh, watching you guys do it. So next time, our next segment, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is a part of the show where you can send in listener emails to us here at the Puckle Podcast at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. We really appreciate everything. We also are funded by the Green Tauros Corporation, who makes the Green Tauros Energy Drink, which gives you hooves. Hooves. And we are here to read your emails, though. We really appreciate when you guys send them. Last week, our prompt was, what do you expect from Pokemon 25, since that's kind of what we were talking about? This week, uh, I want you guys to send emails like, what is one of the funniest rumors you remembered from from Pokemon? Or what rumor did you believe when you were a kid? I think it'll be a good time overall. Uh, I, I'm very excited for that. So without further ado, we've got a few emails here to talk to you guys about. Our first one is going to be from Ava. And I believe Whimsicott has this one. Yes, I do. Uh, she's titled this 25th anniversary. What I want that probably won't happen. 
<laughs> hey, Paco crew, it's Ava here. I go by Ava Vaporeon, as that is the best mon. Raising one to almost level 100 before the league when I was six, as I was too scared to do compete, is a very fond, funny memory. Aww. Anyway, the 25th anniversary. Let's dive in. I am excited for Pokemon Snap. I feel like it will be a good filler game before the mainline game that is bound to come in the fall, presumably November. I feel Snap will be decent, friendly and enjoyable. I suspect the replay will be hunting for the Illuminata phenomenon. It does play some nostalgia for me, and no doubt I will buy the game. However, I don't think it will be the ultimate game. It will do for spring-summer. As, I don't know about you, but autumn, winter are more gaming months for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. They're very right, and because it's not nice outside. Yeah. If Diamond and Pearl were to happen, well, depends, like if you live in Australia, but... Yeah, but is Australia real? I don't know, Liger? <laughs> Sparky? That's where we're just going to end it right there. That's what we're going to do. Are we're they real? Right we're not going to acknowledge that we know any Australians, okay? Okay, fine. <laughs> They're spies, they're part of the conspiracy, they're probably lizard people, it's fine. That's what I heard. Mm. Australia's fake, just like Finland, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I they actually had know people there. from Finland. <laughs> they have armor evolution in Australia. <laughs> mm. I don't know, I, I know people from Finland. Like, I've met them, in person. So, <laughs> mm, I don't know. Anyway, if Diamond and Pearl were to happen... They could include a Manafiag event to make people buy both games. <laughs> yes, please. I would totally take it, though. Okay, okay. Again, back to, like, the, hey, I'm I'm probably representative of, like, the people that will buy all of your stuff. If you want yeah. me to, this is how you do it. Yeah. I'll take it, please. Which brings on my next point. I'll try and keep it short, as so many people express their opinion on this, and that is the Diamond and Pearl remakes slash masters. I think, yes, it will happen. Not in a Let's Go style. Game Freak know that that won't, wouldn't sell as well as a mainline. Do I want Megas? Yes. Will we get them? Doubt it. Dynamax will likely return don't, to don't make the gimmick me. last and to make competitive easier to handle, similar to Auras and X and Y. They've been building on Dynamax for the past two years, and I don't think they'll throw it away just yet. Sword and Shield sold so well, they'll want to keep aspects of it, in my opinion. Those are all extremely fair points i feel personally attacked i know but but she has because she has like this is all very logical this is all very logical and it's <laughs> it's all very logical yes. but it hurts and me. the logic is saying something you don't like but you like logic i i, I feel your yes. conflict Mega, megas are just megas are just better okay they're just better i know i know <laughs> it feels better to use it's like it's like when you make food and you like discuss it and you're just like the mouth you discuss the mouth feel of the food, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I I would say like you can tell me that yeah, Dynamax tastes better competitively than Megas do, which you're probably right. But if you're if we want to talk about the mouth feel, Megas have a better mouth feel than uh than Dynamax. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I that's how that's how I'll explain it. That's the analogy I'll use. Somebody can cut that out of context very badly, and it I'm hope I think Sigma does this segment typically, so <laughs> there's a present for him. Sigma, don't cut it out. That was hilarious. <laughs> now I want to share some ideas as to what I would really like, but sadly likely won't happen. However, never say never. I don't know about the US, but in the UK, we had Build-A-Bear last year that lasted two or three months at a time of the first three evolutions. 
Can you imagine that, but in a console format? Not a Switch Lite, a full-on Switch, or even Switch Pro. To have my very own blue-designed Vaporeon Switch would be a dream. It's unlikely, however, they do this with Evolutions, but not as impossible, as Eevee is more of a mascot Pokémon now. Linked to this, an Espion and Umbreon console may do well to coincide with a Colosseum slash XD spin-off slash remaster slash re-release, which also isn't impossible. Go has reintroduced the idea of Shadow Pokémon. Could the plushies behind Masuda be hinting to this, after all? Entei has been trademarked too, which makes an appearance in Colosseum. Hmm... I okay okay I so this was like I was gonna be like this is like a green Tauros badge email right here because of all the logic right and then it was just like then he referenced the plushies, the plushies behind game. Masuda means something and I was like oh no <laughs> oh <laughs> no we had you in a moment of lucidity that's what this email was yeah. <laughs> also also please like please Game Freak slash Nintendo. Do not make really cute Pokemon-themed Nintendo Switch lights because I've resisted buying one of them until now, and I want to keep resisting that. I'm more upset at Nintendo in general for not taking advantage of Joy-Cons. Right? Like, they could just release so many Pokemon-themed Joy-Con, and I would buy all of them. I would buy so many of them. Like, I just spent like an hour replacing the lever in my Joy-Con. Oh, uh, the joystick? Yeah. The, the, the stick in my Joy-Con, yes. Because, like, it costs so much less to replace it than to buy another Joy-Con, but... Oh, yeah, you can buy those You can buy those joysticks for, like, three bucks. Exactly. And even less so. And yeah. if they had Pokemon Joy-Cons, I would look at a drifting stick on a Joy-Con and say... Well, this is a perfect excuse to get another Joy-Con. Exactly. Exactly. Give me reasons to do this. Exactly. But uh, I already have all the colors of Joy-Cons that I like, so I see no reason to get another Joy-Con. I'll just keep repairing the ones I have and save money. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. The biggest misstep, in my opinion, has been not releasing the Joy-Con separately from special edition consoles. Like yeah. the Animal Crossing mm-hmm. Joy-Con, the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee Joy-Cons. Those were like they were in Japan. You could buy them separately in Japan. But to be fair, like the Pikachu and Eevee ones were fugly. Uh, okay, Technical so you're term. not entirely wrong. You're Technical not entirely term. Wrong. The, the Animal Crossing ones are adorable. I love them. I would buy yes, those. They are much better. They're much better. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll just keep going with the email. Another way these consoles could be is in the classic Kanto starter trio, along with virtual console releases of Fire Red and Leaf Grid. Oh, yes. Okay, they're back. (laughs) They're back. Okay, they're back in contention. Here we go. (laughs) Yes, please. Kanto starters are classic in the same way Wonderwall is classic. Overplayed, but enough people keep going that noob kids learn it on guitar. It's just... Yes. Look. It's very easy to play. Do you remember the 2DSs they had with the Virtual Console games on them that had, like, they were, like, transparent? Those were the best thing ever. Those are so cool. Like, if they do that with a Switch Lite, there is no way I can resist the urge to buy one. They only did those in Japan, by the way. They only did those in Japan with the Virtual Console releases. Yeah. This is stupid. The ones we got got in the U.S. I would have, like, three 2DSs. It's so stupid. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have those like in a display. I would have bought all of them. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, uh, good for my wallet, I guess. I'm awful. Yeah. People are talking about DS games coming to Switch, which I am sure won't happen. No, please, come on. Not just because of the lack of two screens, but also because they have five unused main series games from Gen 3 that haven't been released on VC yet. Okay, so yeah, Gen 3 is going to come before that. But the Switch would be a perfect console for GBA games, and they would keep the DS games ready to be old and nostalgic enough for the next console, even if they have to include some Bluetooth touchscreen controller to make them easily compatible. Okay, that's fair. Uh, they actually, so so, so the Switch handles things like this pretty well, actually. Because yeah. um, even if you look at how the Wii U handled DS games on their virtual console, mm. it, it handled it pretty well. I mean, it just kind of like plopped both screens up there, but it's big enough for you to see because the DS turns out it was tiny. Yeah, it was very tiny. And you don't really need the touchscreen for Pokemon. You just don't, but it's nice there. to have. You don't need it. It's yeah no, but even if you wanted to use that, they could just enable touchscreen capabilities like on the Switch itself. Yeah, because the Switch is a touchscreen, and I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah, it is. It's just that you know you can't use the touchscreen when it's docked. So yes, yeah no. Instead, you use the little IR controller like a Wiimote. Fun fact: Mm -hmm. those never work very well, though. It doesn't work nearly as well, but it's uh, it 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 can or be used (laughs) yeah but i mean that this is a really good point like you make like a tiny like touch like you essentially make like the low-key equivalent wii u gamepad yes for the switch essentially (laughs) (laughs) no not we cannot go back <laughs> Let's not go back. The Wii U is yeah. such a misstep. Let's not talk about oh, it. Oh well. We we cannot seriously be pr- be going. You know what the <laughs> you know what the Switch needs to be the Wii U. <laughs> oh no, that is okay. a take. It has all the games. They all have the same games anyone. now. They have the same games. It's fine. Oh uh, <laughs> well. My final uh, prediction wish idea. Well, do you remember those heart gold soul silver trademarks? Not that they mean anything, but they sparked an idea. Maybe I'm contradicting myself, but can you imagine an Heart Gold Soul Silver DX in an art style with the same mix as Mystery Dungeon DX and Link's Awakening? Need I say more? Hmm. I don't. I actually don't know about this. I don't think I. I don't like that art style. I don't mind them. I, so the trademark thing was um, that that is literally a nothing burger because they were just re-upping their trademarks like they have to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I look she that. says that, she says that, but it's more like, yeah. no, because the thing about Heart Gold Soul Silver, I know, like, part of the reason they were good was the nostalgia for what, oh, for absolutely. a lot of people, was, like, absolutely. the Pokemon generation, which was Gen 2, but they were also, at the time they came out, the absolute top of the line, as far as mm-hmm. like graphics and gameplay went, and I I would argue that Heart Gold Soul Silver, in terms of a Pokemon game with a post game, is the best. In terms of things that you can do after you complete the main story, it is the best because not only do you have like post game Kanto, you you have post game Kanto, you've got post game Pokeethelon, you've got post game Battle Frontier, all in one game. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, they were really I think good. Something, I think that's something that a lot of other games can learn from. Like, I, I, Also, you had like the legendary quest with Soikun because they stole Crystal. Yeah, 
I'm I'm just saying you make them if you make them cutesy, you're kind of missing the point. Like those games were cool. Those games were top of the line. And I think if you made them cutesy, some people some people would just like them less. And some people would go so far as to say that you're disrespecting them. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's the right approach. But that's my personal opinion. Between Sword and Shield and Tencent, what makes you think they really have much shame left? <laughs> God, going for the deep digs here. <laughs> wow, okay. I, I don't know... <laughs> Like, I'm not going to comment. I don't know how to answer that because I don't <laughs> think Sword and Shield were that bad, but I do think Tencent is like the pit. So, Well, it, it's a combination of, of that and the fan reaction to to that, and they had to know it would annoy like, people one way or the other. Yeah, that could but it's not like, have been a... It's like Sword and Shield are questionable video games. Tencent is like questionable on a humanity front. So yes. it's not even something <laughs> you can compare. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's like, move like on before we start talking about atrocities. That, that's just a huge can of worms. So, okay, she concludes the email. Anyway, thank you for reading this. If you've made it, you're welcome. I know it's super long, but it is the 25th anniversary. It was super long. Yeah, I mean, uh, not as long as some things I wrote in the past. Yes. Stay awesome, and I appreciate the podcast every week. I actually look forward to Mondays. P.S. A Pokemon party like Mario Party needs to happen. Yes. Parties Agreed. are celebrating and this is a time of celebration. Yes. 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 Absolutely. 100% it, it's just Coliseum without the battle sim and that's fine. And that is perfectly fine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stadium mini games, 100% of the way. Please. Thank you. Yes. All right. So our next email is going to be from Fozzy Barra. Good morning, Thatch and crew. Fozzie Barra here with an update on my journey into the VGC, or VCG, as he dyslexically typed, um, but VGC. For instance, I realized I should have just said video game series because I don't have time to chase champion points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the adult world, man. Yep. That being said, your podcast has helped me understand the very surface layer of competitive Pokemon. I finished Crystal, Sapphire, and Platinum, but that is where I've stopped. Borrowing a friend's 3DS, I was able to play X and just read plot points for the others. I'm not giving up on my journey, but it's currently taking a backseat. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He read plot points for the other games? Like, I'm fascinated <laughs> by this approach. Like, what is there to read? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Sun and Moon wa- Sun and Moon had a plot, okay? Like, why would you want to know what happens in the plot of a Pokemon game that you don't have time to play? Because... It's not like the stories are connected. I'm very fascinated. That's by true. He just really wanted to get followed. why Annabelle showed up in Sun and Moon. That burning question. Nobody, nobody gets that. Nobody gets that. I missed the prompt for this week, so I'm going to make up my own by saying how much I have enjoyed Swish since playing the other games. Dynamax Adventures and Raids with Friends and Strangers have really helped fill this void of social aspect of not being able to play the TCG at, uh, at leagues last year. I would agree with like he named the good parts of those games. So I'll I'll take it like those are like the tippy top best parts. I think as far as what type of trainer I would I would I would be it would be a teacher in Goldenrod City. I can continue my day job as an art teacher while trying to make that crossover happen of the TCG inside the video game world. Hmm. 
Sincerely, Fozzie Bear. I believe they have a TCG in that video game world only because they have the video game in that video game world. Hmm. You don't have to read this part, but I'm a noob when it comes to Discord and just wanted to apologize if I've joined voice channels thinking they are Puckle live streams. <laughs> they are not live streams, but you're more than welcome to join the voice channels and hang out, man. Yeah. We're, we're pretty chill, most of us. Yeah. All right, we got one more today, and it is from M.O.M.O. And I have that. Uh, hey, Puckle peeps. First time writing in 2021. Been a crazy busy year already, but it started off well with plenty of Pokemon. Before I answer the weekly prompt, I wanted to thank you all for what you have done to keep up with the Draft League. As a new competitive player, I've had so much fun learning the ropes and interacting with the new people in the community. I feel like I've improved on how to play Pokemon well, even though I haven't even battled anyone yet at the time of writing. Keep up the good work behind the scenes. I know there's a lot that goes on. As far as what I hope to see in Pokemon for Pokemon 25, I'll be honest, I don't have any expectations. I've latched onto Pokemon since year one, so I know that they will put something out there in a way that will get me excited. Insert take my money meme here. (laughs) Will it be the coveted Gen 4 remakes? Maybe, but I still don't have my hopes up. Frankly, I'll be pouring pouring hours into the new Pokemon Snap, attempting to get that perfect shot of my favorite Mons. That's all for now. M-O-M-O. Awesome. Wonderful. Uh, thank you for those emails, guys. I am still saying give the email to Ava. Yes. Even yes. though she broke rules. We were just nice enough. It was a good email. So, like, I was like, even though it's long, we should probably read it. And I had Fluffiest to, like, do her penance. Yeah. So it, it <laughs> Whenever out. I'm on and there's a long email, I know that karma dictates that I have to read it. <laughs> uh, this was a longer than usual mailbag segment, but I, I appreciate it. So, I yeah, Ava, you get the Green Taurus badge hands down. I am doing extended mailbags this week. I'm I'm on top of it. So it's going to be a big, long video this week with a bunch of different p- things. I need to drag a co-host in to do it with me. We might stream it just for funsies. Mm. Um, but I want, to, I want to do extended mailbag probably like by Monday of this week. So uh, at some point we'll do it just because I want to get it done. I want to do it. It's my 2021 goal to just do it. But thank you for that. If you want to email us next week at PucklePodcast.com, let us know what rumor you remember. If you fell for a rumor, anything about rumors, send it in to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, catch Puckle in a couple different places, like Fozzie Vera said, over at our Discord server is a great place to do it. Jump into voice. We we don't bite. Well, Shamu does, but the rest of us don't. And <laughs> you, can, you can, of course, go ahead and follow us on social media over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Tumblr. You can, of course, go over to twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast and drop us a follow or even a twitch sub there um, to help us out we are streaming there on tuesdays and thursdays you can go check out the youtube channel uh, where we upload a lot of the vods for those twitch streams also p mcgee and claude nine do the pokemon of the episode videos there so if you want to see the pokemon of the episode from this week be used competitively this is a great chance to go and see that happen you can also go ahead and check out uh you can also, I, what do, oh my gosh, I did things backwards and I'm already messed up. Uh, you can you can support the show in a number of ways. Like I said, Twitch is a good way to do it. You can also go to our Tee Public store, purchase anything there. Or more directly, you can go to Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. We've got a few Pokemon picked out for giveaways over there at the 5 and $10 tiers. We're going to post them and hopefully distribute them in this last week of January. Uh, we'll probably also just like run it into February as well. And uh, we'll get new Pokemon as well for February. Uh, we dropped the ball a little bit at the beginning of the year, mostly because of Advent Calendar. Advent Calendar really wore us out of giveaways. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lot of giveaways on Advent Calendar. So with that said, though, I think that's everything I usually say at the end of the show. I think so. I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest whimsy gut. And I've been Linian. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's 
closing time. Extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.